Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that's the enthusiasm. Hey, that's as enthusiastic as I get, man. That's it. Yeah, you, you got a bit of a cold. Thought, You're yeah, I have a cold. A little, yeah, weather. little froggy. A little froggy. You felt a little froggy? Is that what you said? If it, that's what it takes. I'll do it, yes. <laughs> I kissed a few. Speaking of feeling weird things, uh, JP's here in the studio with us. <laughs> what? What's that kind of segue about? I don't know. It's the only one that that I could think of at the time. So, <laughs> you know, I, I got to go with the flow. You didn't know when you a better one was coming up. Flow. You couldn't wait twenty minutes. Yeah, you couldn't wait twenty minutes. Well, and uh, yeah. Wow, the tornado that is the cough zone in this room right now. I know. What are these diseased guys? Yeah, we're in a wind tunnel of germicidal things. Take your airborne. Yeah, I get to yeah. The, get yeah. to the studio. Protect yourself. Tasty, like you know, gives me a hug and a big wet kiss, and then he's like, "Oh, and I got a terrible cold." Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, appreciate hey. that. So I got it. Somebody gave it to me. <laughs> pass it around. I don't invent yeah. these things. Yeah. You just pass them on. Typhoid, typhoid, tasty. Uh, well, and uh, and speaking of passing things along, um, we're trying a beer here from the Lawrence Brewers Guild. Uh, Peter Simons and I, we got in my RV and drove 2,500 miles over the course of nine days and 16 breweries. Can you still speak to him? Barely, <laughs> barely. <laughs> How did it go, really, Jimmy? How did it really go? It went great. Did it? I think he, they still talk. Did you get tired of seeing his walk around in shorts all the time? Did you get tired of that? <laughs> no, no. Well, that's probably why they still talk, because Peter probably left some of those really nice, you know, nutter shorts in the RV. And he's like, look, I really need this back, man. <laughs> No, Peter. Peter and I, I think uh, we're used to uh, you know uh, one of us yelling at the other at it, oh. you know at this moment or that moment, and then we we just kind of brush it off. We're I like, ah, eh, what the hell? I got you. You know, we're we're fine with it. Hmm. So we had a good time, but we we had a great time with the Lawrence Brewers Guild. We met up with them at uh, Free State Brewery in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and I totally guessed it too. They were <laughs> that was in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, Lawrence Brewers Guild. Yeah, um, they uh, you know they're a very generous group of people. They they paid for everything. They you know, took great care of us. You know they came out in force, and it it was a fantastic time. What a what a great great group of folks uh, we met there. We we really loved that stop. And matter of fact, another little plug here. Uh, I got an article coming out in Zymergy. Uh, it's gonna kind of detail at least parts of the trip. It's okay. hard to hard to you know reach the word limit. I actually like doubled the word limit. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll publish most of it. Trying to cover all the stops we made, I had to cut a whole bunch out. But they gave us a spear, and the only really disturbing thing is they said we want J- JP to taste it. 
<laughs> they really wanted you to taste it. And I'm thinking, well, it must be have like arsenic in it. Right, well, yeah. Maybe they're trying to kill them. They're trying to do everyone a but favor. They, they said, no, they really liked you. They 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 huh? they value your opinion, oh, and they wanted I appreciate the, you know, especially since it's wood aged. And uh, you know they they wanted uh, you to taste it and see what see what you thought. They actually wanted to see what all of us thought, but uh, they especially wanted to make sure that uh, JP got a chance to taste it. So this is a a bourbon uh, bourbon barrel stout. They brewed this in October two thousand eight. Uh, nine brewers uh, of the the, the homebrew guild there. And then they racked it to a Pappy Van Winkle barrel. Uh, it's a 20-year-old barrel. It was aged for 10 months, then moved to keg and bottled. So ABV is around 10%. And uh, he says, uh, Sean says that, I've been told it's a good example of a bourbon barrel stout. And uh, they really like it. And what's the consensus around here? I enjoy it a lot. It's. I'm, I'm sitting here just smelling the glass. I've put it in two glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this, the moonlight kind of almost imperial pint. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, better than the kind of tulip. It's like the glass, the, the Brewing Network glasses. Mm-hmm. Exactly Pilsner right. Pilsner style that rounds at the top. Yeah, a little bit. Thank you. Uh, the tulip I got. Favorites as well. I got a lot of like uh, f- like hot, just the alcohol, the booze from yeah. the from the mm-hmm. from the barrel, and I kind of went back to this glass. Um, it's phenomenal. the The aroma is just Great intoxicating. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost kind of like a cocoa thing going on, but you get mm-hmm. you get the, the the bourbon out of there. Definitely get a lot of wood characteristics, right. the nice caramely vanilla kind of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, the beer is just thick and rich, and uh, finishes really really nice. It's I I don't even know what to say about it. Well, and Tasty, you were saying that this is you know you, you felt it was commercial quality. Yeah, it tastes like something you know that would come out of uh, yeah. one of our commercial uh, breweries that we. All know and love. Yeah, it's very complex, uh, yet uh, drinkable, too. It's rich, mm-hmm. but it seems like a beer that wouldn't be like a too-filling in a way. I've, I've maybe, you know, drank quite a bit already, and it's uh, it's an easy drinker for as uh, big and uh, right. and rich as it is. I would agree with all those comments, and I would say uh, the, you know, my, my only ding might be that, that keeps it from a perfect 50 points would be maybe a little too boozy on the bourbon. I uh, yeah yeah it can be but what what percent like five ten percent cut back on that you think not yeah. much right yeah it's it's it's, it's close yeah. to mar- we were we were talking uh, you know during the break and we we're saying you know I came out with a score of maybe forty JP said he was a little higher than that maybe like a forty two or uh, I was 40, actually I was thinking forty four forty five so yeah. when you said forty two I was like eh, okay, yeah okay I, I could we're be pretty I good could talk up to a forty two easy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, in that range you know uh, low to low to mid forties. What was would be what we score this, but so well. I mean, real quick, maybe this isn't the right venue to talk about it. But how do you get rid of some of that booziness? Like, if you get another barrel, maybe they didn't wash it real quick. Maybe hit it with a little hot water and just rinse some of it out. You know, when you get these barrels, there tends to be like a quart to (laughs) half a gallon of bourbon in them. Yeah, you know, and and you you go ahead and decant that into a separate (laughs) container. Have a party. That's yours. Drink some bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you, if there's too much into the beer, then it, it it tends to be a little too bourbony for me, and I'm sensitive to that because I idea. I'm not I'm not one to drink a lot of uh, uh, harder alcohol. I tend to that's why I drink beer 
Yeah. So I'm real sensitive. A lot of people, I think, would li- love this just as is. So yeah. yeah, don't listen to me on this. It's, well, what about when you like take that out, that that bourbon that's in there, put that in a container, and you can always add it back later, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you feel it's not enough, you can always pour it back in. Right. Yeah. I've, I mean, I I really enjoy uh, these kind of beers that are beer up front. With the with the barrel mm-hmm. laid in there, and then the bourbon kind of somewhere in between. Right. Uh, a lot of them tend to be backwards for me, for my oh. taste. Kind of like this is where it's the booze, and then the barrel, and then the beer kind of blend together really nicely, which is mm-hmm. why I, I really like it, and I do enjoy yeah. uh, bourbon. So um, it, it it's a phenomenal phenomenal example of the style. I think okay. it's really really good. Great great effort. Yeah. Well, what did you think, Justin? Is this uh, something you would drink in mass quantity? Yeah, I don't have anything to add other than I'm with you, Jamil, on the I have a problem when it tastes too much like bourbon. Mm-hmm. And it, right from the get-go, I can usually smell it and go, yeah, yeah I don't need to taste that. It's okay. Right. But when done well, I do really enjoy it, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a bourbon drinker mm-hmm. like JP, so that might be part of it. But I don't even think this one has too much. I, I hmm. think this one, to me, is is, is just right. Yeah. I could have a couple of, you know, this is one of those 8 or 10-ounce pour yeah. type of beers. If you go to the bar, you probably get an 8-ounce pour. Right. And I would have a couple of them. I think it's a very well done. I can't find a flaw. I've been to bourbon, you know, barrel-aged beer festivals mm-hmm. where the, the best beer is not even to this caliber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commercial-wise. Oh, oh I yeah. agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the complexities of the of of, of the beer and, and and how it worked with that particular barrel. I just a little vanilla. God, it's mm-hmm. great. A little chocolate too. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything. I, yeah, I enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Really yeah. well done. Good job, guys. Thank you very much we for uh, for letting me taste that. And I bet you, you know, you could probably pick up just about everything you need for this uh, at our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer. That's true. Northernbrewer.com, www.northernbrewer.com. They've got a lot of great uh, ingredients uh, to brew just about anything you need. And if they don't have it, contact them and say, hey, um, you know, I need this. Uh, you know, where do I get this? If they if they can't get it for you, if they don't have it, I bet you they could help, uh, help you find what it is you're looking for. <laughs> Knowing you know? those guys will probably make it. Right, right. Just whatever it is. They'll pull, matter. You know, like Jake will pull one out of his ass. <laughs> you, yeah. need a, you need a bourbon barrel? <clears throat> Here you go. Done. Done. Yeah. I'm wearing you'd, be, my... you'd be amazed at what that kid can pull, pull out, out of his, his ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got that. Pretty much uh, everything he says. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how they got that picking machine. <laughs> that picking machine. <laughs> like, I think I got one of those. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they're, they're, they're great folks. They And as you can tell from their ads, they, they got a, a great sense of humor. And... Uh, uh, they've been our sponsors since uh, way back in the early days uh, on this show. So uh, I want you to show them uh, your love. Uh, make sure you, you contact them and, and tell them how much you appreciate what they do uh, for the Brewing Network and for you as a listener. They, they make sure you can you can enjoy this programming, this fine quality programming. Day in and day out, whether you want to listen to it or not, they pay for it so so you don't have to. Uh, we also got a new sponsor. Uh, we're, we're doing shows that uh, involve Australia and New Zealand, and uh, we've got a great sponsor down there, uh, Grain and Grape. Uh, John Preston and, and his shop down there, and they've been in business 20 years, uh, www.grainandgrape.com.au. They're in uh, Yarraville, which is, uh, I guess, just it's Melbourne. You know, mm. It's right there, you know. And uh, great shop. I went. I went there. Oh, yeah? And uh, it, you've never been, JP. But you, I've never you know, been. You but know I know John. John. Yeah, yeah, we met several times. He speaks really highly of you. Well, as Well, then he's obviously a little touched. <laughs> yeah, he's got some some mental problems. Though. Yeah. Well, he's Australian. <laughs> right. What? Where did <laughs> but, that come? Uh, but uh, you know, it's a nice place. And 
everybody in there knows the brewing stuff and they have a, a great interest in providing quality products. Mm-hmm. Uh, big grain room, all sorts of grains. They're, they're now carrying Chris Marisata. So if you're interested in making British beers uh, a quality English, you, you can't yeah, make it without a floor, malt, floor malted Marisata malt. They've got it. Uh, and uh, they even do these fresh wort kits. And if you want to just you know pitch the yeast in and ferment, and you know they, they've got fresh wort in bags, like sterile bags of, of wort, which is really cool. So wow. a, lot of, a lot of neat stuff going on there. John's always uh, trying to find something that's going to make his customers more successful at what they're doing. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's somebody I really yeah. like and, and a place I really like. So if you get a chance, uh, please you know, send them an email and say, hey, Thanks for sponsoring. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, if you're in Australia and you're down in Melbourne area, I don't see why you should be going anywhere else. That's right. Get yourself down there and uh, you know, pick up some stuff and uh, shake John's hand and say thanks for sponsoring the show. And if you're listening in the Southern Hemisphere, none of this made sense. You actually need to play it backwards <laughs> when you're below <laughs> the equator. You when you flush the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> play the show backwards and everything Jamil says uh, not only sounds better, but makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just sounds like I'm... I'm Drinking in Australia. (laughs) Do the Aussies want to drink English beer? I think they want to get out of the underneath the thumb of the oppressive queen, right? Uh, No, 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 no. No. They Um, love her too. (laughs) No, I, I I think that this is the great thing about, uh, and we're going to have a a show for New Zealand Australia on on the Sunday session. Yeah, but one of the one of the great things about the beer culture there in Australia (laughs) is that those folks are interested in beer. All beer around the world, right? They, you know, there's there's not like this long brewing history there of you know a thousand years. So they're looking at the U.S., they're looking at Belgium, they're looking at you know they're taking the best of of everywhere in the world. And you can go into a place. Um, I went to the Hallgate Brewery, and they had a you know a Belgian beer on. They had an American style beer on. They had English style beers. They had German style beer. Wow. They had like something from every country there. And it, you know you don't tend to see that in a lot of places here in the U.S. That's true. It tends to be much more true. restricted, much more you know. Well, it's either limited. American or Belgian, really, is what you right, find here. Right. And you go anywhere else in the world, and it's the same thing. It's like yeah. you go to England, we see English beers. You go to Belgium, you see Belgian beers. Yeah. <laughs> in Germany, you see German <laughs> beers. In Australia, you see beers from around the world, brewed to you know high quality, attention to detail. They, they you know they're they're interested in you know figuring out. That's one of the things I really love about the beer scene down there. There in, in New Zealand, is they're not you know they're not restricted to anything, and they're you know they're wide open. As far as you know, their their beer uh, their beer scene is 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 open to anything that, that is good. Hmm. So really cool. That's it's it's worth going there. I mean, <laughs> I never thought of it as a beer destination, but I do now. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, speaking of beer destination, uh, we uh, I, I I'd had this trip down to uh, New Zealand and Australia, and while there. Uh, the first time I went to Australia and the second time I went to Australia, I uh, met up with uh, some uh, Ben from Bridge Road, and he was sharing some beers. Uh, I think the first time was a Saison. The second time it was this uh, this beer to guard. They're great beers. This guy knows what he's doing. They're doing this this really interesting stuff. And uh, so I wanted to have this uh, on Can You Brew It? I don't think anybody requested it. 
I'm sure somebody <laughs> would have, and they thought of it. Screw yeah. those guys. But I requested yeah. it. Well, you know, that, come that, on. that matters. It's your show. That's right. I get a, I get a yeah. chance to, to insert a few. If I'm right. traveling around, I think it's a great beer, then I want it in there. Insertion is fine. That's right. So, so I mixed a couple of things. Uh, I was off having bloody diarrhea, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Simon. Did you have some bad beer? What had, it, what Peter, you've had I, Peter Simon step in, and uh, I think I saw them at a show once. Do do the do the uh, interview for me, and uh, I think oh, he did Peter, it. Think yeah, it's great work. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he was drinking a little bit. Barry was trying to help him out. Not I think, that you uh, don't keep right? him upright, but yeah, uh, he did a good job. So. Uh, let's take a short break. When we get back, we'll hear uh, Peter interview. Uh, actually, it's Nadia from uh, Bridge Road. She was uh, no there. Idea. She she helps uh, the brew at, at Bridge Road. Uh, ben wasn't there, but Nadia did the interview. So back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento chronological vortex, traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with Dr. Jean de Clerc. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. Icebach. What, what? 21st century Norwegian-American homebrewer rapper from St. Paul. Listen, listen. I bust attenuation maxims and my yakima magnums make my lager so smooth it's like a laxative. My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. I swing a propagation flask like a five-liter dick. Get your nasty mid-drinking group on us back to 1026, boo! And Brother Abelard. Off that with witch. Be gone! 12th century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition. My holy rod of divine bubbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven. And a modicum of bog myrtle hurts not either. Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more Time Brewers! Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska, in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, 
I'm John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. We've been supplying home brewers with equipment, ingredients and advice for over 20 years. We carry a great range of grain, hops, wires, liquid cultures and all the gear you need to make great beer from the most basic setup to a fully automated home system. We're all keen brewers, so drop in on one of our twice-monthly all-grain brewing demos and have a chat with Chris, Dan, Paul, Nick or Sam. We'll talk about brewing and recipes and systems and techniques all day. If you're squeezed for time or just dabbling in all-grain, try our range of artisanal fresh work kits brewed at Melbourne's very own Mountain Goat Brewery. We're very proud to be a major sponsor of the Australian National Home Brewing Conference. This year we've got Randy Mosher and Gordon Strong heading here for three big days in October. Mention the Brewing Network when you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order under 15 kilos. Check out our website grainandgrape.com.au for conditions and we'll see you at the conference. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. You're listening to The Brewing Network. So now we've got um, uh, a very special interview uh, with the uh, uh, brewer from Bridge Road Brewery. And we're going to talk about... uh, Beardigard and uh, Nadia McGrath is the brewer at Bridge Road Brewery and she's going to give us a little bit of background about the brewery. Nadia. Bridge Road Brewers is located in Beechworth. It's a small town in the northeast of Victoria in Australia. Uh, we've been running for five years now, although I've only been in the brewer there for about 10 months. Um, our head brewer is Ben Krause, who is the owner and founder of Bridge Road, and he started off in his dad's backyard, and we now work out of a bit bigger establishment, although we still work off a 12-hectolitre system. Okay, so you're in a shed on, um, on, on Ben's <laughs> father's property. No, 
Ah, moved out of that. Okay, excellent. So, so w- what we would like to do is is understand a little bit more about how you go about brewing the the beer de garde. Uh, perhaps you could um, talk us through the uh, the OG and finishing gravity. Uh, the original gravity is at ten seventy three, and the end gravity usually works out to be about ten ten. Okay, that's very good. So, um, do you do any uh, water treatment with um, with this particular beer? We do. We add salts to it. We add uh, calcium sulfate and calcium chloride. So more calcium chloride than calcium sulfate, just to get that little bit more body to it, and a um, bit more sweetness comes from the malt by having a bit more calcium chloride in it. Okay, that's excellent. So. In, in terms of the grist, what sort of batch size do you have? And um, uh, could you give us an idea of not only the, the grist competi- composition, but, but also um, where you source your malts? Because we, we've become quite aware that the, uh, the, the source of the malt influences the flavour profile of the beer. Any insights you can give on that would be great. The Marisotto, of course, comes from England. Uh, I don't cry a malt gets that in for us. The Vienna malt and the darker malts, I think, come from Germany. Uh, what's the name of the big company? That Wyman, yeah, we get them from there. Uh, the wheat is from Wyman, or if we're running a bit low, then Burston wheat comes into play. And, and in, in terms of your brew length, uh, what, what's your brew length? And could you give us an idea of the either the percentage or the um, uh, proportion of um, of uh, different malts you have in your grist? Yeah, our brew length is for sixty minutes. We also have a sixty minute rest. Um, we have a hundred kilos of Marisotta. We have seventy five of the Vienna. The 25 kilos of the melanoidin. Medium crystal is 15 kilograms. 15 kilograms of pale chocolate. 10 kilograms of torrified wheat, and 25 kilograms of wheat. Okay, so so is the wheat uh, malted wheat, or is that um, uh, it, it, is that just raw wheat? It's malted wheat. Yeah. Okay, so. At, at what sort of um, temperature do you um, uh, put that through the mash? Uh, 66, yeah, is the mash temperature. Okay, and, and for how long do you rest it for 66? 60 minutes. 60 minutes, okay. So, so we've got a, um, uh, a gr- the grist that you've given us is, is for, uh, just to clarify in my mind, bearing in mind it's been a long day um, is for what sort of brew length? Uh, 60 minute brew length uh, but or boil do you mean? Or in, in terms of hectoliters oh sorry, oh, we're not familiar with that term ah. in that, sorry um, it's a thousand litres that we do ok so it's a, a, a thousand a thousand litres yeah. for that, that grist composition that yeah. ok thank you <laughs> I, I was just getting a tad confused there So if we've we, we've mashed for um, uh, 
60 minutes? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we move to the kettle. Mm-hmm. We're boiling for 60 minutes. So, so the boil length is? 60 minutes. And Northern Brewer, 500 grams of that goes in at the start. And then we've got the fuggles in there at 30 minutes. So we have about 400 grams going in then. And four minutes from end of boil is the goldings. And you're looking at another 400 grams. Okay, so the um, what sort of IBUs would you expect in this beer? To be honest, we don't get our beers tested for IBUs. And um, Ben isn't big on looking into those kind of things. But... It isn't a very bitter beer. You'll find that um, it probably sits around 30, if that, I would say 25 maybe. Okay, so 25 to 30-ish IBUs. Okay, that's fine. The, um, are, there, are there any uh, late additions or Whirlpool-type hops? Yeah, uh, not hops. We just put in... 30 grams of ginger and 25 grams of star anise at Whirlpool. Ah, some <laughs> added, added information there. Yes, star anise. So how much star anise was that? 25 grams. Okay. Do, do you grind it up or do you just yeah. put in the... Grind it up. So you'll get more flavour out of it that way. And uh, with the ginger, we, we grate it quite fine as well. Ah, so we've got some tips there about the, um, the secret additions. Uh, so uh, in, in moving to the uh, fermentation phase, uh, what sort of yeast, what sort of fermentation regime do you have? We chill it down to about 25 degrees Celsius and then we pitch the Trappist yeast into that and then we just let it go. There's no chilling of it, so... It, takes up to about goes up to about 32 degrees usually overflows um stinks out the whole brewery but you just let it go do its thing (laughs) wow so that's that's really following the uh the belgian tradition so the the trappist yeast is is that a y yeast or uh it's wise do you happen to know the number not off the top of my head it says trappist on the package it says trappist on the package (laughs) so there you go guys Probably the Chimay one, I'm, I'm, I'm advised. But, hey, your mileage may, may vary. How long for fermentation? Uh, it sits in tank for about three weeks. So it does take a while. With all those sugars, of course, it takes a while to ferment right down. Uh, then we condition it for two weeks, and we bottle condition for... Probably three weeks. It does take a little bit longer for it to start up again. But sometimes we do have problems with bottle conditioning it just because the yeast doesn't seem to work as well. Um, The way to get around that is just before you bottle is to pitch in some 1056 and that yeast strain usually gets the bottle conditioning going. That's if they're just bottle conditioning. (laughs) Okay, that's that's very interesting. So are, are there anything... Anything other in the anything else in terms of the tips and tricks to actually produce this um, beer de garde that, that that you could share with us? No, not really. I mean, the yeast once the yeast gets pitched, it looks after itself. You don't have to worry about fiddling around with it or chilling it. Um, you might want to 
change the hops. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's an easy one to brew. It's what you can find is that it's a bit sweet at the end of it. So I would say cellaring it would would do it justice. But a lot of people don't wait for it and they drink it, and it does have those residual sugars still hanging about. So cellaring would be what three to six months in your view. Yeah, or even eight months. It is high percentage for the ones that we do, so if you want to go beyond eight months, then that's probably enough time for those sugars to get eaten up. So we'd be looking at what sort of ABV at the end? Uh, 7.5. It does vary. (laughs) Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Nadia. I, I, I think we've covered the, uh, the, the essence of this style from uh, Bridge Road Brewery. And um, thank you very much for uh, helping us out on that one. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain or a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to deliver Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, soda flavors, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first home supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer award-winning beer kits both online and in their store mention the bn army for a 10 percent discount off your order the store is open every day except wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime hoptech is run by passionate award-winning brewers who live love and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you if you don't want to visit dublin just call toll free 800 dry hops or go to hoptech.com visit hoptech today in dublin california and at hoptech.com Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to river side dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joes, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers.
Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. This September, More Beer is proud to introduce you to JP. My name is Jason Petros, and I'm the More Beer brand manager. Award-winning home brewer and brand manager for More Beer. I've been working for More Beer and home brewing for 13 years. The thing I like best about working at More Beer is being able to bring new products to home brewers across our social network and uh, being able to interact with them in a more casual way. JP is cutting you some awesome deals this month. My five favorite things to brew with right now is my 1550 tippy dump system. Second is the wort chiller recirculation arm. I really enjoy being able to do a whirlpool at the end of the boil. Third, uh, French oak cubes. I really enjoy using French oak cubes in my beer for aging six months, eight months. comes out fantastic. Next is my own personal oak aged dry nibbed oatmeal stout. It's probably my favorite beer to drink that I currently brew. And uh, the last one is Ranko Digital Temperature Controller uh, 2 Stage. I really enjoy using that, uh, of course, with my um, temperature-controlled conical fermenter so I can control both the heat and the cooling cycles at the same time. All of JP's favorite brewing items are on sale this month only and only at More Beer. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? You know, when I come in here and, and, and do these shows, I sit in what's JP's seat for the Sunday session. It's like the number one chair, I, and that's where I get to sit. Yeah, I'm the number two, Mike. And so when my, my lips bump against the uh, the the, uh, uh, the guard here on the mic, yeah. it's it's like we've kissed. Yeah, well, <laughs> just don't lick it. Imagine what, hap- what do you think happens uh, when you sit down? <laughs> yeah, then, then it's like you're my, giving me a my lap sphincter dance. just like it completely widens. Sh- I know it's shuts weird. Shuts tight like. Oh. Uh, I would have gone like, the other you know, way. Like a, like trap a Singapore door. butt slug's trying to get up in there. You know, it's <laughs> just like clamps down. What? Is that just, like a Santa Cruz banana slug? Yeah. You know, it's a thing that tries to get up. You know, you, you're on you're on the Singapore Airlines flight, and you go to the you know the crapper, and you know you pinch one off. It drops into the water. It's the water splashes up and like you know gets you right in the before the, it closes, right in the brown eye. You, you know, and you're one. like, oh, what's crawling up there? You know, you, you but, know the yeah. Singapore butt slug crawling right up, and you know. Who says we don't do PSAs? This is good stuff. That's yeah. right. That's I hate it thing. when you bring up the Singapore butt slug. <laughs> that one gets me every time. This is quality programming. If you want to sponsor. Sponsor this uh, quality program. Uh, contact uh, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Somebody's All sphincter right. won't be opening on the airplane, that's for sure. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> that was his name, by the way. Sorry. So that, that whole thing reminded you of Russell Crowe. All right, yeah. great. 
Yeah, we were talking about Australia, everything about Australia, uh, movies and everything. Uh, he was in that movie Romper Stopper. Okay. That's the only thing I know about Australia. All right. Okay. Well, other than it's filled with great people. Who have yes. Great sense of humor. So you can... I can say that. You can say things like that. Hey, speaking <laughs> of great uh, people, that Peter did a good job, didn't he? I think he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Exactly. What? He's, he's no me. Exactly. But, well, he's, uh, no, yeah. the, he's not a pope in any way. Yeah, that's right. Don't... don't uh, don't make me cut Neil off. Neil Peter off like I had to cut Neil off. Had to cut Neil off. Uh, you know. Too good. Too quick. That's right. Too good. He's, he's going to have to get cut off. <laughs> I think Peter has a show coming. That's right. I see a show coming down yeah, the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> the other hemisphere show. Yeah. <sighs> Dang. See? Uh, you know, all this does is expose how much I suck. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, see? It's Inviting coming these other people in. Yeah. It's just no good. I'm gonna have no, to. Right. I'm gonna have to That's do all the interviews myself. Peter's sure. new show will be nothing like yours. It'll be called "Can We Brew It?" <laughs> Can we brew it? And it'll be nothing like your format. Yeah. Why? Well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Uh, He'll make that funny measure jokes. of. Uh, we'll change support. it twice. It'll be called "Can We Brew This?" It'll be nothing like yours. <laughs> should, should may we may we brew this one? Yeah. Kavna. <sighs> all right. So uh, we're tasting. Uh, we're tasting uh, the uh, Bridge Road Chevalier Beer de Garde. Or Chevel- Chevy, Chevy Lear. Chevy, Lear. Chevy Cavalier. The American pronunciation. Yeah. The Chevy Lear. Cross between a, a, a economy car and a uh, <laughs> private jet. A Chevy Lear. Yeah. It's what dentists have. Yeah. They're dentists not quite surgeons. Speaking of dentists, we, we got <laughs> Dr. Scott here, here in the studio with us. Yeah, I just uh, rolled in for the last half of this thing. <laughs> just got to get ramped up. Uh, he wishes he hit a little traffic before he got here. Uh, I'm wishing. All right. All right. So, so we have a number one and we have a number two. Yeah, we do. Very appropriate, JP. Well, you know. Uh, let's start with... Um, since he wanted to go last, let's start with Tasty. Oh, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Well, um, what am I getting here? Uh, one one is darker than the other, which I, I'm, I'm past that, and especially since I've been, you know, tasting it without looking at them. And uh, the, each, the, you know, the, the beers each have their own, the same flavor. Uh, there's just... A slight intensity of um, like a roastiness on on, <laughs> on one of the the dark ones, a little roastier. Uh, and uh, but I, I think all in all, I would say if I you know I, I look I, considering you know the recipe, I don't know if there's too much I would change. So um, I'm going to have to go with uh, cloned. I think. Oh, okay, cloned. Yeah. Justin, how about you? Well, I had a troublemaker here. Yeah, I had a real hard time with this beer because uh, of the amount and intensity of the flavors in both of them. Mm-hmm. It was tricky on my palate to try to be discerning because I find it to... to and by the way, I don't know much about the beer to guard style, so I find you're, them you're to be... Keystone light drinkers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're really sweet beers to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the spices involved, too, they even mm-hmm. add to that sweetness. Mm-hmm. So... I struggled with it a bit. Um, aside from a color difference here, uh, I I, th- I think they're cloned. I think that the character of both beers is the same. Mm-hmm. As Tasty was kind of saying, one of them was a little more intense with all of those char- yeah. those flavors, but they're the exact same flavors. <laughs> well, and that was kind of my take on it too. It's like they're different, 
but they're the same. The same. Yeah. Different, you know? I'll give you that. I think that. It's like, <clears throat> I, I'm having trouble really identifying what, you know, I, I, I can't really call out anything I would change to say, oh, make this more like this one. You know, they're different. They're the same. They're they're cloned, in, in my opinion. And the, the color thing, I think, yeah, one seems a little darker, but it's the same hue. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you measure these SRM wise, they turn out to be the same SRM. Oh yeah, you know because SRM isn't really about you know dark and light. It's about you know kind of hue or I totally lost after we did that Bruce Strong show about color with uh, yeah. AJ. Yeah, it just like totally confused me. So yeah, I, I believe just... that anything is the same color as something else now. It's a strange beer, and the two, and when you have two of them together. It becomes even strange. Double strange. It was well. I just mean I think it takes a real sophisticated palate to really pick this beer apart, and I was having a hard time. So I think cloned because they are characteristically similar. Right. I, I think if you handed me one, then handed me the other, and I was you know totally drunk, I wouldn't notice the difference. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, I was, maybe the other way is like if I got one month, I got this one from the brewery, right? The commercial brewery, and the next month, I got this one. I wouldn't say. Yeah, oh, they went up and changed their beer. No, I'd say it's the same right. beer. Yeah, or, if you have one point after one pint after the other, maybe you. Yeah, you'd then say you say something. But, right. But or if there's a Christmas beer, and yeah, maybe right. they change it a little bit every year, right, right. and from one year to the next, yeah, you could it's, you could tell it's the same. They call it the same. They can call it. Right. Right. So, what would you say, Doc? You say these cloned, not cloned? You're gonna be the one dissenting opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, because I came okay. in here stone yeah. sober. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rest of us are trash. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of this bourbon barrel? Bourbon barrel uh, shit. Yeah, maybe that's what did it to you. I, I <laughs> only got a little bit of it, and I got the end of the Chevalier. Uh, I would say probably I would almost go not cloned. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, they were. You're right. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's either one of them are a bad beer. It's just you know. How, how similar are, are they similar enough and i I, mm-hmm. I got the end of the bottle too so i got a lot of yeast in it too mm-hmm. so that, that kind of threw me off i think but you definitely know the difference oh yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah now that's one of our standards so oh i definitely know the difference yeah they're both you know and there's nothing bad about either one of them but uh i, I thought the the number one was a lot sweeter Mm-hmm. Uh, just on the palate, kind of, yeah. uh, and the and the other one was cleaner, maybe a little roastier. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, it just didn't have the sweet leftover candy kind of thing hmm. to it. Okay, uh, that that's what I, I got really off the first one, and the second one just seemed you know, cleaner, a little more roasty. But you're right, all the same flavors were there, just a varying intensity. Yeah, and but I thought one was I could tell the difference. Big time. Yeah. I thought okay. you guys were effing with me, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did I get the same, too? Yeah. Okay, okay JP, since uh, since JP hates himself, he, he yeah. never calls anything clone that he does. That's true. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, uh, <laughs> well, just to echo what Doc was saying, pretty much, the first one is uh, is a lot sweeter. It, ha- it has a, a sweeter mid-palate for, for me that uh, the second one doesn't have. The second one is, is a lot drier i shouldn't say a lot but it is noticeably drier and i think if you put them obviously side by side 
you're going to notice. Now, how often are you ever in a situation where you have the two of the same beer in a drinking situation that are exact, you know, that are the same? It doesn't matter. That doesn't that is matter. our hypothetical uh, standard. Right. Then, so. then no. I mean, I, I could I could tell the the difference. The second one, uh, like Tasty was saying, is uh, a little roastier. Um, but how do you change that and kind of go into what back to what Jamil was saying? How would you make these changes? Um, I think all the flavors are there. All the same flavors are there. The profile is generally there. Um, but I don't know enough about how they fermented this beer to be able to go back to my brewery and, and replicate it beyond what I have already. So you wouldn't change the recipe? I wouldn't change the recipe. And, and to, to specifically to address the color issue and the roasty issue, I would leave it alone and brew it again. If I wanted to, um, because sometimes and you measure this time instead of just well, I, 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 I <laughs> pouring do, wildly from the bag. I take handfuls and I'm ten feet away from the mill and I just throw it in and whatever it gets <laughs> yes, in there. Yes. Um, but he no, does it every time. It, yeah, yeah. It's so consistent. it's consistent, it's right? It's Same set of numbers. <laughs> right. um, no, but s- sometimes when 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 I brew, at least um, sometimes my color will be off on you know what for whatever reason uh so maybe that was maybe that was this maybe uh i measured a little too much and next time i would be a little more accurate or right. you know whatever well, there's Who knows? there's variances in the brewing process and that's right. one of the things that i think doc was mentioning it's like well you know maybe it's you know this beer one time maybe it's a little bit different the next time you know it, it, you know it's very difficult even you know a, a major company like say budweiser they blend like three batches together in order mm-hmm. to, to maintain consistency because yeah. there's a variance now their variance is really tight but you know when you get to a small handcrafted uh, artisanal brewery like uh, bridge road mm-hmm. you know there's going to be some variance between between batches yeah you know i i, I think i think the flavors home brewing the flavors are generally there i'd say yeah. the flavors are 90 percent in so both of them it's, it's the but same. it's still it's, just sweeter one right. is sweeter than the other, right? But that right. Could, yeah, this could be mash temperature, uh, fermentation yeah. temperature, yeah, yeast, the, the types of alcohols, uh, you know, oxygenation, yeast health, you know, mm-hmm. so many variables that that play into kind of that sweetness and uh, you know the whole the whole thing. And and it's it's weird because it's a sweetness, but it's you know along the, it's still along the same lines. Everything tastes it's like the a same, character but sweetness. It's not like a you can't. I wouldn't say it's a malt sweetness, and we know they don't put candy sugar in there, so right. it's not a yeah, sugar it's, sweetness. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like an alcohol sweetness. Yeah, or, it's uh, some sort of spice sweetness, too. Yeah, you can add spices sweetness. to the beer that will bring out yeah, the sweetness. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's a, a difference in the that freshness ginger of the spices. Or whatever, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Did Jipper say cloned or not cloned? I, I, don't, I don't know enough about how you guys... Um, For you. For you. For me, no, not, not cloned. Okay. okay, so there we'll call go. that cloned. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got three cloned. We got two not cloned. It doesn't really matter because it's not a democracy. So we'll call it cloned anyways. <laughs> Yay for me! So I was thinking as Doc was saying something about, you know, would you, maybe something as simple as a mash temperature or, or, right, or a fermentation right, right. profile. Well, well that, so that when, we, when one of our standards is, is do, we, do we change the recipe, mm-hmm. I don't consider those necessarily part of they're not the ingredients of the recipe. They're right. part of the process. So is it possible to say that the beer is cloned, and, and, and then when you give the recipe, 
suggest a different mash temperature, or would that be no, defeating what we do here? No, I, I think you bring up an excellent point, and that's that's like key to you know what we talk about on so many other shows. Okay, when we're giving our recipes, it's like, well, if I say in Brune Classic Styles, if I say, which is a fine book you can pick up from the, the Brewing Network store, yeah. signed. Yeah. As a matter of fact, still in print, huh? I've heard of that book. <laughs> All three of them. It's on PDF. You can download for free at uh, jp.com. Um, if you, uh, you know, when, when in brewing class styles, if I say, you know, 154 degrees Fahrenheit, and you brew that beer, and it doesn't turn out like the description, you're thinking, you know, oh, you know, this ended up kind of thin, and, you know, a little, you know, a little dry and all that. Yeah. You need to up your temperature. Maybe your temperature should be 155. Okay. 156, 158, 160. You know, hard to say with your equipment versus my equipment. You know, if it turns out just really full and, you know, and too much, maybe you should be at 150. You know, it really depends on the brewing system. And, and one of the things that uh, Tasty and I struggle with when we're looking at these interviews and these recipes is, you know, when Firestone Walker says, or, you know, or Stone... Stone, especially, they say, well, 72 degrees. For a minute, 72, yeah. Mitch is not lying. He, the man is absolutely truthful. Yeah. The thing is, they're dealing in probably 100-barrel fermenters, and we're dealing in, you know, 5-gallon, uh, 10-gallon fermenters. Yeah. And it really, you know, that difference, we have to adjust for that. So the same thing here on, on the mash temperature. So I would not change the mash temperature of the recipe that they gave us. I think, you know, what they gave us is correct, and we need to look at our process and see how it matches up against their process. And you may have to do some adjusting to dial it in exactly. Right. But, you know, again, I wouldn't change anything for that. But do you think a five-degree mash temperature difference or a four-degree would give you that much sweetness? To me, it seems like if I wanted to really replicate that, uh, I would leave everything the same. I would add a pound of clear candy sugar. Hmm. <sighs> You know, that would just I, I add alcohol. That's what you know? Yeah. Would be well, another it depends, malt. On, it depends on the alcohol, too. I, I think it's a fermentation thing more than anything. Hmm. Lower or higher? Did we go over the fermentation? All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we will go through the whole recipe and uh, wrap this baby up. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Are these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore? Ah, oh, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain, be worse than microwaving a kitten. Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink, be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent. Oh dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, <laughs> what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water? <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future. From one northern brewer. Use this Marie Sauter, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel Make ladies wet like Colin Farrell Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union And get Burton brewing Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier Throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere The widest selection of quality malt Hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping And keep that nasty ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard 
My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dare. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Elo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. Now, suck it, Tasty. Tasty sucking away over there. <laughs> well, I'm going to spank that kid. <laughs> All right, for six gallons at the end of the boil, you are going to uh, target a uh, 
starting gravity of uh, 1073, uh, 17.8 Play-Doh, 23.7 SRM using the Mori color, uh, IBUs 22.2 using Rager. This is 70% efficient. It's all the same uh, parameters as we've been doing for the past uh, almost five years. I think you should promotion. read them again, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yourself a copy of Brewing Classic Styles, page 41. Never heard of it. All right. <clears throat> you can buy it from the Brewing, uh, Brewing Network store. Never heard of that either. Signed. <gasps> All right. Uh, the grains, 37.7% or 2.95 kilograms of a uh, British Pale Ale malt, a, a, uh, like a Chris Marisotter you can pick up from uh, Grain and Grape in Australia, if you're in Australia. Otherwise, pick it up from... Uh, our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Uh, 28.3% or 2.21 kilograms of Vienna malt, 9.4% or 740 grams of wheat malt, 9.4% 740 grams of melanoidin malt, 5.7% or 440 grams of Caramunic 60, 5.7% uh, or 440 grams of pale chocolate, and uh, 3.8% or 290 grams of a flaked soft white wheat. Hops, uh, 14, uh, 15 grams of Northern Brewer hops, uh, pellet form, 9% alpha acid, 60 minutes. 12 grams of Fuggles pellets, 4.75% alpha acid, at 30 minutes. 12 grams of Goldings. <laughs> Pardon me. Pellet form. I was thinking about doing that. I'm like, no, that'd be too rude. Yeah, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. That's true. Uh, 5% alpha acid, and I just have no couth. I'm uncouth. People are Couthless. Out. You know, Doc's it's couth doctor. He might be able to help you out. That's right. Couth. I have four minutes. So, so the last edition, 12, 12 grams, East Kent Goldings, tw- pellet, 5% alpha acid, four minutes. This is a very professional show, you guys. Stop, I'm sorry. Stop it. Top of the Stop market, it. baby. You should have known when you said you had bloody diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, that it was professional. That's right. Uh, why yeast? Oh. 3787. Trappist high gravity is the yeast. What a great yeast that is, too. And uh, you're going to do a mash temper at 151 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, they add uh, 0.7 grams of ginger and 0.6 grams of star anise, finely ground to the whirlpool. Uh, that's for the six-gallon batch. I we worked out those numbers, and that's so it's a tiny bit of each. Um, you're going to chill to 77 Fahrenheit. You start the ferment, and then you let it go ahead and rage on up. And they they say it reaches 90 Fahrenheit. Uh, they ferment it for three weeks, uh, two weeks of conditioning, and then they bottle condition uh, using uh, Y's 1056 for three weeks. Uh, that's their uh, American ale yeast, I believe. They have uh, soft water. They add some gypsum and calcium chloride, uh, more calcium chloride than gypsum, and it finishes around 10-10. And that's a Bridge Road Chevalier Beer de Garde. Traveler. Uh, beer. <laughs> Traveler. <laughs> the, the Chevy Learjet yeah. beer. So, uh, JP, you got anything yes, to add as, as far as your brew day and, and how you did that or things you you do differently? Uh, like like uh, Justin was saying, um, you know, process is kind of like a whole different thing than, than uh, some of the other, like, ingredients. Yeah. Um, everything is pretty standard. I don't do anything super crazy. Uh, I still don't do starters. Um, so, Y-Yeast was very kind enough to send me six... Of their activator packs. Yeah, he doesn't do starters because he can just like call up Y-East and say, send me six. 
<laughs> overnight them because I want them fresh. And make, make up a batch if you don't have any. Yeah, right. please. Yeah, give me a hundred barrel starter. It was uh, <laughs> it was awesome, man. Slap those packs and they just swelled. You know, brew uh-huh. day and, and and I haven't used yeast in ten years. Mm-hmm. So I'm emailing Greg and I'm like, should I do it a couple days before? And he's like, no, the day of. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. All right, great. I guess I'll follow direction. I'll take Greg Doss at Yeast. Great guy. He's a super. What, what yeah. a wonderful person. Oh, eight foot nine, <laughs> something like that. No, no, you're exaggerating. He's yeah. maybe eight six. Oh well, I do that. You know, I've been drinking. But uh, all those people at Weiss, very nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. The yeast uh, it kicked off. I saw I had a blow off. Visible signs of fermentation in six hours. Mm-hmm. Never seen that before. It was awesome. Your beers are very well fermented beer. Well, yeah, it definitely. Um, and it actually finished at like ten twelve. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. at ten twelve, and you're supposed to be at ten ten. So this is it's, tasting drier than the right, uh, other one that's supposed right. to be at ten ten. Right, right, um, right. But uh, yeah, I, I that's alcohols have, and all sorts of things. Yeah, all that kind of yours stuff. Mine's have a little bit more body too. So I think you, you know, your beer yeah. is really well done. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to make. And uh, like I said, I, I you know was transferring out uh, into the fermenter. I'm going. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. I messed it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to ask. This is what it was supposed to be. I followed the directions. Met it out totally in five days or what? Um, I don't know. I let it go for like three weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and it got up to 90. Uh-huh. Uh, it definitely got up to 90. Just did everything the same way. I left it like 80 for like two mm-hmm. and a half, three weeks mm-hmm. just to make sure. Right. Um, and it, no problems at all with the ferment. Nothing. It was yeah. great. We're all sitting around going, yeah, this is good. <laughs> Pass me a little bit more of that one. Yeah, uh, I, had, yeah. I had seconds. Yeah. Me we're, too. We're all back into it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. So, cool. Yeah, thanks uh, again well for done. having me. But, uh, yeah, nothing went wrong. It was flawless. Well, thanks for taking on this challenge. You did Thank a, you. an excellent job. Great. And I'm sure we'll we'll have you knocking out another one here uh, in the not-too-distant future. Cool. Uh, we we got more for you. Anything... Uh, Stouty or woody or uh, we all pass off to yeah. him. <laughs> we give him the wood. Give wood. This one's got wood. JP. To him. I love it. I know how to use it. You love wood. Yeah, I do. Let's give it to you. Just it's hard as oak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank, thanks. Like I said, it was uh, it was great, and then I I couldn't wait to come in and try the uh, the commercial style to see how. Uh-huh. How similar they were, and right? Been well, that, and that—that's one of the things. It's very difficult to do a Kenya brew it when you haven't had a chance to taste the commercial example. When it's yeah. something that, oh yeah, I've knocked back, uh, you know, a hundred gallons of, you know, this beer or that beer. I love this beer. It gives you some guidance, kind of in in, in brewing the beer, and mm-hmm. you, you you know your system, and you know, oh, you know, if I do it that way, that's not going to be quite hoppy enough, or not going to attenuate out quite enough. You know, my process needs to you know adjust to make that beer. Yeah. When you have no idea what the beer is, it's like here, <laughs> brew this recipe and clone it. Yeah. <laughs> well. Like, uh, Okay. All right. Sure. I hope you give me the right recipe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think in uh, you know, like you said, when you're you know sitting back and drinking mm-hmm. at the bar or whatever, it's right. your favorite beer. You're not really. Maybe you did it analytically. You looked at it maybe the first couple times, like wow, and really kind of admiring it. But from that point on, right. you're not really thinking about how to make this beer right, right. or trying to pull stuff out. You're just really enjoying it. But mm-hmm. then if you mm-hmm. actually sit down and try to make a clone from your memory, it's yeah, it's going to be really really difficult. Right. Right. Well, and 
you know, the one thing about all these beers is I've had these beers. And so I know them, and I know what they're like, and I have my memory of them, and my memory is pretty good about these these things. And you, yeah, you can convince yourself of anything, but I think you know we're doing a a great job of of cloning these beers. So, yeah, yeah, I've got no worries on these. I think they're I think they're spot on. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Unless you got any questions from the chat room, remember you can listen live. You can go to thebrewingnetwork.com. There is a uh, you know a listen live button when we do these shows, and there's uh, uh, a chance to participate in the chat room. You can chat live, and you go in there. You don't need a password or anything. You just type in any name that you want to be known on. on don't screen. let anybody in there. It's my yeah, we'll let anybody. <laughs> in. It's moderated, and uh, well. but you get you get a chance to uh, chat with other like minded uh, people and, uh, and enjoy the show and add feedback if you have questions you want to ask about what we're doing or comment or you know throw in your your own two cents you're quite welcome to do that Justin will delete that and uh, only uh, yes. throw in what uh, he believes is uh, pertinent and there are a lot of people hanging out in there and enjoying the show and, and asking questions that are off topic so just so you know we do keep the <laughs> questions uh, on topic so, for the Jamil shows because uh, we get enough complaints about being off topic as it is we do try to stay focused and right. if you have questions about the can you brew it beers like uh, Jamil said just jump in there in the chat but a lot of praise for JP, having him on the program today, okay. oh, enjoying that. And, um, of course, uh, everyone asking about the yeast book uh, constantly throughout yes. tonight's shows. All right. So the yeast book, that is uh, the very first place you can get it is going to be at the GABF. So if you want to fly to Denver, buy yourself a GABF ticket. Well, you can't buy any <laughs> GABF tickets anymore. They're probably sold out. And then wait in line. You could probably good chance you could get a book and uh, get it signed there at the GABF. The next possible place to get a, a book is the very massive shipment that the Brewing Network has ordered that's going to be delivered and signed. Yeah, that's coming on a pallet. They said, hey, do you have a loading dock is what they wanted to know. And uh, Sure. Open the garage door. And, and that'll be signed by uh, Chris White and myself. In fact, if you're listening to this archive and not yes. live, right. you could order right now. Yeah. yeah, order right now. If you're listening to the archive, just jump in the store before they're sold out. They will go quickly. We 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 got a big load of them, a pallet load of them, but you know, with the number of listeners we got, it's going to go pretty fast. So you're going to want to get in there and uh, get yourself an order. If you got anything special you want to add, you know, to somebody or something like that, that's fine. Add it in the comments when you order your book. Is that extra? No. Should be. No. no Five no. bucks extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just don't put in like some three page nonsense about, you know, somebody asking you to marry him. You get that done in, in one page. And Jamil's just going to pick then the first sentence and the last sentence, and right. it's not going to make any sense. And it's going to be dot, 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 <laughs> and then the, the next sentence. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but it, if it's special, like a gift to somebody or a birthday or, you know, brewing buddy, something like that, that that's fine. Go ahead and put that in. And gosh, you know, you're paying, you know, retail for the book. And. Right. You know, a big portion of that goes to the Brewing Network and really helps uh, provide programming. So if you want to support the Brewing Network and you want a great book about yeast and, uh, you know, practical guide to using yeast, it really covers a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the fundamental hands-on information you need about yeast. Uh, I think this is a great book for you. So great. Uh, go ahead and, and get yourself one of those. Also, if you get a chance, you know, don't forget to... Uh, Check out the other interesting things we have available at the Brewing Network. They all go to help the bottom line. For example, uh, brew your own magazine. I do a style profile column in that in that magazine, and you can get yourself a subscription on the Brewing Network. There's a big BYO logo there. Click on that, 
You sign up, half of your subscription goes to the Brewing Network. Very generous of BYO. Helps the Brewing Network, and you'll get a great magazine. Lots of good information in there. Mr. Wizard, style profile, all that stuff. Uh, good stuff. And uh, don't forget to, to check out our sponsor, Northern Brewer. Uh, northernbrewer.com. Great people, great prices, great products, great customer service, great shipping, everything. Check them out. some guys. <laughs> and check out Grain and Grape in uh, Australia. Grainandgrape.com.au. Handsome uh, guys. Great, great guys. Until then, Bruce Strong. And often.